You're listening to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Ella Edwards and today we're talking about sheep reproduction. A little later on you'll be hearing from Michelle Humphreys who is a sheep reproduction veterinarian but now we're going to be speaking with the Associate Professor of Animal Reproduction at the University of Sydney, Associate Professor Simon de Graff. Simon, thanks for speaking with me. No worries at all. Pleased to be with you. So Simon, you work on a number of projects for AWI and one of them is the Sexed Semen Project. Could you explain what it is? Okay, so the Sexed Semen Project is about trying to deliver a, uh, a reproductive technology which is very prevalent in the uh, the dairy cattle industry. It's um, the ability to pre-select the sex of the offspring, so to enable a, a farmer, a, a grower, to decide whether or not they want male or, or female offspring. And so with the actual process, could you explain what sexed semen actually is and how it is made? Okay, so it's a it's a, it's a pretty technical process. I've I've got to admit it's um it's a long way from uh, a ram um, just doing his his thing in the paddock. But the the way that it works is we obtain an ejaculate of of semen in the same way as what you might do prior to to semen freezing for your, your normal AI programs. But instead of sending it straight for for freezing, we add a a stain. It's like a fluorescent dye and this dye binds with the DNA inside of the, the sperm and because sperm come in two types, either X, it's the female sperm, or, or Y, the male sperm, the, the dye is actually taken up at different levels because the X chromosome, the X-bearing sperm, they have more DNA. So when we send this sperm through the machine, it's called a modified flow cytometer, the X-bearing sperm show up as having more DNA. They actually fluoresce brighter because we shine them with a, a UV light. So the X-bearing sperm show up as, as much brighter and the Y-bearing sperm are a little bit more dull. So we're, we're then able to place a, um, a charge on the droplet of, uh, of fluid that each of the sperm is contained in because they're actually shot through this flow cytometer at about 80 kilometers an hour and for example the female sperm might be given a, a positive charge and the male sperm are given a negative charge and then just like sheep going through a set of drafting gates we're able to send them through electro, electrostatic drafting gates and push them to one side or the other so the female sperm goes into one tube the male sperm can go into the other tube and we can then process them and and you end up with a, a population of sperm which is either male or female and you can use that for artificial insemination. And just to explain, so when this sperm is combined with the female's egg, it makes either a male or a female. Is it 100% accurate? So you can actually adjust the accuracy with the, the machine. The more accurate you are, the slower the procedure. So there's a a bit of a balance that you have to hit. If you go too slowly, um, then the, the procedure just becomes economically non-viable because even though you're shooting the sperm through at 80 kilometres an hour, you're still only doing about 8,000 per second. But with the standard AI dose being 20 million motile sperm, it can take quite a while. 
So if you set it at around about 90% accuracy, that seems to be the sweet spot where you can expect 90% of your lambs to be the required sex, either either male or, or female, and it doesn't slow things down too much. And so where are we up to with this project? So we recently did uh, an insemination trial down uh, in Victoria um, alongside uh, Livestock Breeding Services. Uh, they did the, in- the inseminations for us and uh, we've inseminated about 300 ewes and where we will have the, the results of the pregnancy scanning shortly and then uh, lambs on the ground are obviously a few months after that. So the sperm looked good. Uh, we're, we're hoping that we, we get some uh, quality results. And this project isn't the only project you work with for AWI. Could you explain some of the projects that you are working on? So we've certainly had a few things on the go over the last few years. One of the, the big projects that we've been working on is trying to, to develop cervical AI with frozen semen. Some of you might know this as, uh, as over-the-rail inseminations. That's been um, something from, from days of yore, uh, probably in the 70s would be the last time uh, a lot of people were, were doing that. But it, it all comes about from the idea that frozen sperm, it, it can't get through the cervix. And the cervix itself is, is a very, very closed off organ in the sheep. You can't put a catheter through it in the same way that you can in, in cattle. So because you have to deposit that, that sperm directly in the uterus, uh, you've got to do laparoscopy. It's something which many of you will be familiar with if you've done these artificial insemination programs. But it does limit the, the spread of elite genetics because somewhat limited number of people that are, are doing this, this procedure due to, due to cost or just the hassle or the fact that it is a surgical procedure. So we've been trying to work at figuring out why it is frozen thawed sperm can't get through the cervix so that potentially one day either the artificial breeding companies or, or growers themselves would be able to do this cervical insemination, uh, a non-surgical procedure to deposit the, the frozen thawed sperm just inside the cervix and get the same fertility as what you do with laparoscopic AI. So that's one of the, the big projects we've been working on. We're at the end of a, of a five-year program that AWI has funded um, there and we've, um, we've identified a, a protein which we think might be responsible for cervical transit of, of sperm and uh, we're just waiting on some some pregnancy scanning results uh, in a couple of weeks, actually. Hopefully we'll, we'll show some success there. Other than that, we have probably one of the, the more interesting um, things, just from a general interest perspective, um, over the last couple of years is, is we have we actually have the world's oldest ram semen, or indeed the oldest semen of any animal um, held at the University of Sydney. And back in 1968, there was a, a, a bank of semen laid down by a... a a bloke by the name of uh, Dr. Stephen Salomon, and that semen has remained in our tanks for all this time. We've recently uh, included that as a as a, a sire in inverted commas um, at the Balmoral uh, Amsia site in that sire evaluation program, and uh, we'll be able to see whether or not that semen has maintained its fertility over 50 years of storage, 
and also what those lambs actually look like in comparison to um, the modern size, which would be pretty interesting. Yeah, a very interesting project. I'm sure we'll all be very interested to see those lambs when they do drop. Simon, could you give me a background of maybe what other projects you work on? So whilst um, sheep are my first love from a, uh, from a research sense at least, um, I, my research group does work on a, a number of different species. So just two days ago I was down in South Australia collecting semen from, from rhinos to aid in their conservation work, trying to, to establish uh, captive breeding programs um, for these really remarkable um, creatures. We do work in semen preservation on, on camels. We've uh, worked trying to uh, assist development of sperm sexing technology for elephants um, because a, a number of the, uh, the animals which are born in captivity are, are males and um, that's not so great from a, a breeding perspective. Uh, so being able to produce female offspring would certainly be a positive. So we, we always say that we, we work with everything from, from mice through to, through to elephants. It, it certainly enables us to, to keep things interesting. But, yeah, I, I will admit that, that 90% of our work is, is, uh, is still sheep reproduction. That's, that's our, our main interest and our, our main driver for doing what we do. Well, Simon, it's been really interesting speaking with you. It's um, a fascinating area of expertise. Thanks for speaking with me. My pleasure. And I'm sitting down with Michelle Humphreys, a sheep production veterinarian, who was the guest speaker at this year's National Merino Challenge. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Ella. Now, Michelle, can you explain to the Wool Growers of Australia what you do day to day? Uh, well, I run an artificial breeding, sheep artificial breeding company, and we've got AI centres at Gerildry and Yass in New South Wales. And um, from there, we do uh, semen, ram semen collection and freezing, um, embryo transfer and laparoscopic AI. Some of the work's done on farm and some of it's done on centre. And we also do um, semen export and store semen there. And at the National Merino Challenge, the NMC, you were saying that you've been in the industry for a long time and you're actually one of the first veterinarians to bring this technology to the sheep world. Is that right? Yes, yes, that's right. Um, it was an interesting time, actually, because I was... Uh, the people that I went on to farms to do their AI work for, they had never done AI before. So um, I was a new vet doing that and they were also new adopting the technology too. So I suppose we both learned as we went along together. And could you explain what the benefit of AI is and who does it, who do you work with? Um, well, it's, it's getting the most out of good rams. So rams of high merit, um, they can be used over a lot more use than the ram would cover, cover naturally in the paddock. Um, but it's also access to rams that the, um, the breeder mightn't have on farm. It might be semen that he's bought in from another stud. It might be semen he's used from a, a ram that he just has a semen share in. Or it might be a ram that's um, so no, no longer around, so the semen's stored frozen in the tank and the breeder's still got use of the ram. And... You also work on a project that is funded by AWI. Could you explain what that project is and your role within it? 
Um, well, I'm working with uh, Sydney University in this AWI-funded project, and it's um, using uh, sex-sorted semen for sheep AI. Um, using sex-sorted semen is quite common in the um, cattle industry, especially with dairy, but um, it hasn't really been developed commercially yet for sheep. So we're working on that to um, just get the timing right of the insemination and get the doses right, um, because the... The technology um, works perfectly well in, in sorting the male and the female semen, but it's a matter of getting results from that I, I, um, semen in the AI process. It's a really exciting field and, and I suppose that it might be an area that will continue to grow. Now, this project is due to culminate at the end of this year when the lambs are born and all the data is written up. This is just one little uh, project that you have along with a lot of other things that you do. Can you explain why you wanted to be involved in the research? Um, well, I've had a long association with Sydney University for a start since I graduated there and I've always kept touch with the researchers in uh, sheep artificial breeding. Um, so this sort of just cropped up the uh, the uni was doing the research and and we do AI work so we were able to work together to get the project done but I, I also find just working with research projects is is really interesting it's an interesting side thing to my job where we're um, normally on farms and doing AI for clients but working with universities gives you a, an, an insight into a different, a different part of the industry. We also do some work with um, Charles Sturt University teaching for instance this year we taught um, one of the staff members there how to do AI so he can then teach the vet students so that, that was an interesting time too. Just rubbing shoulders with the intellectuals in the business you know you pick up a bit and we give a bit back to them on what's happening in the commercial world. Yeah, I think that that may be one area that, that you know, industry and research bodies and organisations always have to work together because there's cutting edge technology and then there is, you know, the commercial side of, of that research and they always need to be in conversation. Now, Michelle, working with AI in the sheep industry isn't your average job. Um, can you tell us how you got into the industry? Well, I was always um, interested in sheep and in particular merinos, um, even though I didn't grow up on a farm. Um, we had a farm, but we just used to travel there on weekends and, and holidays. So I became interested in sheep there. And then um, when I was at university in my first year, I went and did um, prac work at Mungadale Merino Studded Hay and met um, the class of John Coy there. And he really um, sparked my interest in um, sheep selection and, and looking at the wool characteristics. And so I spent um, a whole summer uni holidays classing with John and that, that just cemented my, my love of uh, breeding merinos. And then shortly after that, I um, met at university um, a fellow called Professor Terry Robinson. He was working on um, estrus synchronisation methods in, in sheep. It was um, before uh, there was actually AI, but he was working on the synchronisation to get three lambings in two years. Anyway, Terry Robinson sort of took me under his wing and um, set me up doing my own trials, synchronising ewes, and then that later on... Um, in subsequent years ended up with me doing some AI with the, with the uni. Yes, then straight into the industry as soon as I graduated. 
Thank you so much, Michelle, for speaking with me today. And also thank you so much for speaking with the students at NMC. I spoke to a lot of them after and they were really inspired by your speech and your career. And I think it gave a lot of students within the industry ideas about where they want to go and also the variety of jobs available in the industry um, to specialise in. So thank you for speaking. Thank you, Ella. That was Michelle Humphreys, a sheep reproduction vet based in New South Wales. And earlier we heard from Simon de Graaf about his work with Sext Semen, a project funded by AWI. Later in 2018, we will hear more about the results of this project and hopefully get Michelle and Simon back on the podcast to speak about them. I'm Ella Edwards. It's been great speaking to you. Remember, please email theyarn at wool.com and give us some feedback or follow us on Twitter at Wool Innovation or on Instagram at Beyond the Bale. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we look forward to our next yarn. <laughs>